Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. Peace and blessings. This is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop. And this recording is for Keith Snyder. Shout out to you, bro. So here are the questions you wanted me to answer for your podcast. Question one. What are your thoughts on the murder of Amar Arbery and George Floyd? How did you feel when you heard about them? Well, here are my thoughts. When I heard of Amal Arbery being killed, the first thing I thought was, again, because it's trauma from Trayvon Martin and the many other people that we've heard who have been getting killed from police violence for hundreds of years in America. Since the first person of color landed in a ship and our other ancestors who were already in this, in this country have felt the brunt of master's whip people being slave catchers or holders of authority have always used violence to put people in check Amar's Arbery's murder is the good old boy mentality come back to haunt from the quote unquote good old days when blacks were in chains so that's what came to my mind and when George Floyd died once again a whole nother killing of police not giving a damn about a man's safety. Uh, the gentleman who got choked around his neck for selling cigarettes, supposedly, to now this young man uh, had with a knee on his neck. And let's not forget the young brother in the South who was killed over selling fake CDs. It's a uh, willingful negligence of life on all levels. And when I heard about him, I was pissed off, angry, sad. And then it went, I went back into PSD mode where it's just another black guy got killed. What do we do now? You know, unfortunately, those are learned behaviors that come from racism and hatred. And unfortunately, it's something that destroys our community. Question two. Are you for peaceful protesting or burn, tear this place down protesting and why? I am for both, actually. I believe in peaceful protesting so you can be heard. But I believe that burning and tearing things down is a form of revolution. The question is, are people ready for revolution? I personally believe in America because America is the country built on the backs of women of color, especially and other people of color as a whole. Our people are not just slaves in this country. Our peoples are the Native Americans who were pushed out due to manifest destiny and the trail of tears. So to be frankly honest with you, back to the question, everyone has a right to peacefully protest and have their voice heard. But if you're going to tear and destroy things, destroy the things that are there to destroy you, not to cause chaos. If you really understood violence, you will understand why tear and burn is done. 
There's videos of people out there burning down Wendy's that are not of our people. There's people out there tearing down AutoZone windows. That's not our people. There's people out there paying people of color to do things to cause riots or the people are setting up bricks to be thrown, which tells you how evil people want you to be. But that's not what we tear and burn. You tear and burn things down that are instrumental as figures of hate, like these statues, like... um. These, these people who are Confederate generals or racist anarchists that tear society and people up just because they want to. It's funny because tear and burn, especially biblically speaking, is to take away the remembrance of something that goes against God so that it cannot influence again. Unfortunately, this is one of the country where we celebrate the losers and let the losers win, where the winning side actually are the victors and still don't get hurt amazing question three what are your thoughts on generational trauma i.e post-traumatic slave syndrome and the effects it has on our mental health and well-being generational trauma is the basis of hip-hop music blues jazz and anything that we used to entertain ourselves because pain is the one thing that we all have to overcome I'll think about it like this. PTSD, post-traumatic slave syndrome, is real. And the effects it has is um, in entertainment. Children who of color wish to be what they're not because they don't see themselves as. Think about that for a minute. Going into the school system, post-traumatic slave syndrome is, let me listen and do what they want so I could be a good student and do what they want me to do when I'm older. Instead of facilitating your growth so that you could become a, a, a active member of society by using your strengths, not your weaknesses. Um, we still suffer from people putting their children down in public so they don't get killed. We still, um, we still hear people say, you're smart for, you know, like you're smart for your kind or your age or your something. Or we have people to ask questions like, what do you do? And, and, and we just answer the question willingly. We still use slang like barrel of laughs where that meant a, man, a black man couldn't laugh in public, so he had to put his head down to a barrel to laugh because it was offensive to white folks. Or post-traumatic is still not being learned enough to know that when the ice cream truck comes down your block, they're playing a song called Nigga with a Watermelon, but you're so happy for the damn ice cream that they're playing hatred into your soul and you don't even know it. Everything has a spirit to it. So post-traumatic slave syndrome is alive and well. Don't make massa mad. We got to do good so we can keep what we have. It ain't never been no better than this, says the athlete who doesn't speak up against racial injustice, says the entertainment who doesn't, entertainment person who doesn't speak against racial injustice, and people who go hard to make sure they still get a check and still get paid and go with the flow of the effects of slavery, hatred, and racism and keeps our people where they are. On my own personal mental health, PTSS, a post-traumatic slave syndrome, made me hate school and want to see the best out of my people instead of just being around people. So that's my answer to question number three. Question number four, do you think the police should be defunded and cut law enforcement budgets? Yes and yes. I think the police should be defunded because the funds can be used towards better proactive measures to help society fix itself. I'm from New Jersey. So in Camden, New Jersey, 
And in Newark, New Jersey, uh, they did actually defunded the police and used those funds and those resources to make a people's party to police and to help put people in place that can help assess uh, matters differently than just sending somebody fresh out of an academy with a badge and a gun to go enforce law. If you don't understand the law, policemen are above the law. That's how they can enforce the law because they're not civilians. But by cutting, by defunding and cutting their budgets and putting them, putting the money to work, you can have recruitment. You can have people from the community want to come become officers of the law. And then by knowing the community that they're policing, they are able to cut down on things that may happen. Crime may be affected positively because if you know the people who are the policemen, you will have more respect for the law. And then by being a policeman in this in this community that's respected and respectful, children may want to grow up to be respectful and respected agents of society for the betterment of it. So if that's what defunding brings, then yes, I am all for it. I am not against not having a police force or police authority. And no, I am not with just taking away police, period. What I am against is putting people in power to give them the right to beat hurt, maim, or desecrate people just because. Right now, in the Senate, they're trying to pass a police reform bill that says you can still choke somebody, <laughs> or but you just can't kill them. And that goes against the whole purpose of the defund and looking at what the police are. Primarily speaking, and I'll put it just like this, by cutting these budgets and retraining, you get to weed out the bad seeds that are in the law, or law enforcement, and get them the fuck out of there. Because too many people are dying, and we don't need more death in our communities. The last question is, question number five. Have you ever personally ever experienced any form of racism or police harassment? I have a couple stories I'll tell, and I'll make them very short. When it comes to police harassment, I've been followed in my car many times and pulled over for things that are very trivial. The youngest I was when I was pulled over by a cop, I was, I'll tell you, I was working at the mall and I was working at, um, I think it was Sports Authority and a policeman followed me from three miles out and followed me into the parking lot to pull me over in the lot to try to, I guess he wanted to embarrass me in front of people and he, he wanted me to get out the car and I did. He went to his car to read my ID and I got on the back of my car and I sat on the trunk of my car looking at him because I wanted to know what he was doing because I didn't trust him. And the police officer said, yeah, I had to pull you over because your name came up and you have the same exact name as a person in Virginia and I had to see if you were him. I thought that was total bullshit. And the reason why I did is because that same cop followed me after that while I went to work. I was a 19-year-old young man at that time. Another thing I, 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 I felt is when you drive through a certain place and they feel you're not supposed to be there, when they see there's, you, there's nothing about you that's threatening, I would say, they make up a bullshit statement. So I was coming from work one day, and I have a parking tag. And the police officer said my parking tag blocked. It was an obstruction of view. And I was like, well, who is it blocking? Because I can see perfectly. 
And he said, because he couldn't see from in his car through my car, it was obstruction. So he had to pull me over to see if I had anything in the car. So, yes, I've been harassed by police. And I also remember being a young man. My mother took me to Elizabeth, New Jersey to buy a coat. I had a coat on. It was a South Pole coat. And she bought me another coat. And a police officer stopped her to say that I or we stole that coat. And we got into a, a serious argument in Elizabeth over buying a coat. That's police harassment in my life. As far as racism... I face racism every day of my life since I was a young man being born into this world. Think about this. Every superhero, a young man in our generation, I'm in my I'm in, I'm 40 right now. Every superhero in our generation that we had were always white men. And you wish you could be free or strong as him. Every time I went to school, I heard about great Caucasian scholars and how people of color had to lose their houses. The, man, the, the Trail of Tears, the Manifest Destiny Manifesto, and things of that nature. We heard about the Holocaust, but we never heard about people who helped people of color. Racism taught me in school. I'll tell you a very interesting um, thing that happened to me in school. When I was um, in elementary school, in second grade, I did a paper for black history. And instead of doing, I think it was second or fourth grade, but it was somewhere in between there in my young years. I did a paper on the Black Panthers. And the children laughed at me in my class because they didn't know the Black Panther Party existed. That's a form of prejudice reverse. Because since we're not taught about these groups and this excellence that we have in our history, we are made fun of for knowing things. So then we act like, but we can't be exquisite within ourselves. I also went to Catholic school. So another form of racism is seeing all these holy white people and then the only person of color that I ever seen was a demon drawn on a wall or learned about St. Martin de Porres, which means St. Martin of the Poor. He was Brazilian and his and and his miracle that we learned as a child of Catholic school was he made a rat, a cat and a dog eat out the same dish, which means poverty didn't make the rat, cat and dog hungry. He used God to make them eat out the same dish and not eat each other. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Racism goes beyond just a person calling you nigga and talking about your skin color. It also goes into the perpetration of what is clean, what is pure, and what is valid in society. Yes, I've been touched by racism since the day I came out my mother's womb. Because I have a social security number. I have an expectation, and then you are judged on how you meet, beat, or meet or beat that expectation, and then you're judged by your own kind because the people who are quote unquote in power make the rules, and if you don't fit in with one, you may not be able to fit into another. Think about that. 